You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Well, there's two different tracks of Christianity, two different tracks of Christianity. And uh, I think this can be a very important discussion. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this recently, wide gators and narrow gators, right? Straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads into salvation, but it's difficult. And then the wide gate leads to destruction. So you don't want to be on the wide gate, but a lot of people are on the wide gate thinking they're, they're on the narrow gate, but they're not living it. You know them by their fruit, right? So I asked a question on social media. Actually, I just posted about two different tracks of people. So I'm going to read this article and then we're going to discuss it. And I think it's going to be very thought provoking for everybody listening today. Now, I know some people are going to get offended and some people are going to be very angry with me. Don't be angry with me. Um, this is from the Bible. It's none of it is, is unbiblical. It's all biblical. Uh, but I think what it does is it shines a light on a problem that we've had here in the Western Christian church for many years. And I think the Lord is uh, straightening out his bride. He's getting his bride ready. He comes back for a bride without spot nor wrinkle, a church without spot nor wrinkle. And so I think what he's doing is he's giving us all an opportunity to look at our lives. And this is what I've been doing. You know, I'm going to be the first to tell you, I'm not perfect. I have issues. I work on those issues. I do the best I can to uh, be a better man every season, every year, every day. Uh, I seek the Lord's heart and I say, Lord, what can I do better? And I'm a repentant man, but I'm not a perfect man. And I know many of you can, can relate to what I'm saying. Uh, but, but the question I think that God looks at is what's the state of our heart? Do we have a desire to please him? Do we have a desire to live according to his word, the best of our ability? Is that, our, is that what we yearn for? Or, or are we really just playing Christian? Are we just messing around? And I think that the time for messing around is over. I think that you can't sit on the fence, especially in this very late hour. We don't know the day nor the hour of his return. I'm not trying to scare you, but it could be soon. Many people believe it's like imminent. And I, I believe that could very well be. Now, of course, you know, some people are post-trib and they think, well, we're going to go through tribulation first. And if that's the case, then we need to be ready in our mind, in our body, and in our spirit. We've talked about that. So let me read this. The first track are those who have bought into several social justice constructs after years of what I call woke leftist indoctrination. These are ideologies. Uh, some of them are seeker-friendlyism, watered-down sermons, straight-out propaganda, church growth strategies, greasy grace teachings. And in many ways, their leaders have turned the church into a big business and a marketing campaign. So let's dissect this first paragraph here. Okay, what do I mean by woke leftist indoctrination? Well, if you watch the Super Bowl, some of you did, some of you didn't, we've talked a little bit about that he gets us commercial. To me, that is a political ad. It, it was showing a bunch of different social justice causes and different things. And while I understand the premise behind, because yes, Jesus did come for sinners, that's who he hung around, it was only half the story. It didn't talk about repentance. It didn't talk about the way to salvation. 
It just said, well, you should explore, you know, you go to their website, you know, maybe you would want to explore Christianity. Maybe, maybe. No, you have to. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to go to hell for all eternity. Now, I'm not I'm not saying we got to be fire and brimstone, but you got to set people up for success. So at the end of that commercial, it's it said something along the lines of, you know, God's not a God of hate. So so it basically was painting the picture that anybody that's saying, hey, you better repent or any MAGA you know, a person that wants to make America great again or, or is worried about our border, or is worried about any of these uh, various issues that were brought up, the Muslimization of our country, the, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the kids are uh, in, in, in higher percentages than ever, uh, gender confused, um, you know, the whole trans thing and everything. Uh, so there's a lot of um, things that were flashed before our face in that short commercial. You got the abortion clinic. And so... That is what I mean by woke leftist indoctrination. Of course, you got ESG and a lot of the social causes that the corporations are pushing these days. Uh, if you work for a company, you've probably seen some type of uh, teaching along these lines from your HR, and it is egregious. They they make uh, white people look like we're you know we're all racist and uh, you know privileged and. Uh, you know, so that that is the indoctrination that has now seeped its way into the church. Well, how do you know it's in the church, Pastor Todd? Well, I know it's in the church because I see entire denominations going woke. I see entire and very sad, but true. Um, you look at some of the some of the movements out there, like the Methodist movement, which, by the way, the Methodist movement was was like one of the biggest Pentecostal. I mean, births it birthed the the charismatic Pentecostal movement. If you look at history. You know, and the Wesleyans and, and the way that the revival happened in the turn of the century, and, you know, the charismatic movement really came out of that. And, and to think that this is where they are right now, what? Like, how did that happen? Where now they have uh, preachers that are saying it's okay to be uh, G-A-Y, you know? And yet the Bible says absolutely the opposite. So they, they're basically willing to look the other way and change the word of God. And the, the Bible says don't change the word of God. Don't, you got to call out sin. And listen, again, I'm not perfect. Do I make mistakes? Yes. But I'm just the messenger. Our job is to follow the scripture and we can't change the scripture. So that is a woke leftist indoctrination. Let's get into seeker friendlyism. Seeker friendlyism is a wide gate mentality. Water down sermons, wide gate. So in other words, take out the aspects of sin, take out the areas that convict people, Anything that's deemed quote-unquote controversial, just take it out. Only motivation, you know, live your best life. Now everything's going to be great, and you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to change your life, you know, and just come and feel good. We want you to feel good. We want you to be entertained. And so we're going to give you a motivational message, and uh, that's what's happening. You know, propaganda, what I mean by propaganda, well, you look at the church commission. uh, You look at Operation Mockingbird. It's in our media. It's in our movies. You have all the indoctrination and, and predictive programming and all those things in the movies now. And I think that's coming more and more clear to many of you that maybe in the past thought, well, is this really happening? Now you're like, yeah, this is happening. And they're, they're trying, they, they realize that a lot of people are awake. Oh, I got to tell you something. This is funny. I went on a, uh, Mike, Mike Pence popped up on my Instagram. I don't know why. Uh, I'm talking about former Vice President Mike Pence. And, you know, he was saying something about Russia and Putin. And he, he made this whole statement about it, right? The comment section, friends, wow. I mean, it was almost every comment was negative about this man. People are awakening. They're understanding about the swamp. They're understanding about the deep state players. They're understanding 
and some of you may like Pence. You say, well, I thought Pence was a Christian. Listen, all I'm, I'm saying is go to the Lord with these things. Ask, ask the Lord, could, could Pence have done something different uh, before you know, the, the country was given over to this, this current administration? Could, could there have been, would the Democrats have, have just played along like, like Pence did? I think he fist bumped Nancy Pelosi. Do you guys remember that? So look, I know you may like Pence. I thought he was a good guy. Yeah, just like Bush was a good guy and Romney was a good guy and McCain was a good guy. I think many more people are awake than we realize at this time. I think many of you are. You're understanding that there's uh, two sides of the same coin, the, uh, the uniparty, like a Nikki Haley, for instance. And then you got a Donald Trump that you know, has, has bucked the system. And uh, as, as Lance Wano calls him, the, the wrecking ball, you know, the Cyrus-type figure. And uh, I think a lot of people are like, wow, this, this guy, is, uh, he's, he's for the people. And that's why his crowds are so big. But look what they're putting him through, right? So how does this have anything to do? Well, well, the propaganda. The people are waking up to the propaganda all around the world. I mean, look at the, uh, the people that are, that are waking up in Europe. You got these farmers out there pushing back against the EU bureaucracy, the yellow vest movement, the farmers. You're not, you're not seeing it on the mainstream corporate media. Well, of course not. You're not going to see it on the mainstream corporate. They're not going to play it because they don't want you getting any ideas. And so, uh, but there's a worldwide movement that's happening, a great awakening, which I believe is leading to a great end time harvest of souls. And that's why you've somehow found your way to listen to this broadcast where there's a pastor that's actually willing to speak to these things and pray for me because I'm under tremendous attack, but the Lord is with me. He's my rod. He's my staff. He lays me beside still waters, but we need your support. We need your help because it's David versus Goliath. And I know many of you get that. So when we talk about these things, they all kind of go together. They're all, they're all part of the Babylon system and coming out from among them. And when you start awakening and you start asking the Holy Spirit to give you eyes to see and ears to hear, these things come, to, yeah, you understand them. You know, so church growth strategies, you know, just get as many people in as possible, but they don't need to be saved. Just get them in and make them feel good. Just get them in and make them feel good. And then, you know, some people say, well, maybe they'll get saved. Well, yes, some people will because the Lord will even turn around, you know, things that were meant for evil and will use them for good. And so I do believe if you seek, you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. There are people that'll go to some greasy grace service and they'll still get saved. And I'm thankful for that. Praise God for that. And so the Lord does use it. But you know what? We're going to talk about, this is a very important article Okay, two different tracks of Christianity. PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org. We have a new app, Todd Coconut Ministries, in your app store. Download it, please. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconut Show, otherwise known as Remnant News. We're so thankful that you're here. And uh, you can download our new app in the App Store. Please do that. Todd Coconato Ministries. That's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O Ministries. And that gives you a way to listen to all of our broadcasts, including our Sunday service, our Friday night service. Uh, censorship free. And that's what we need, especially going in this next year, because you know they're trying to censor us. Oh, yeah, they are. All right, let's get back to this important conversation. Two different tracks of Christianity. Two different tracks. You got the church growth strategies, greasy grace teachings. That's the wide gate. That's not going to set you up for success, friends. 
it doesn't teach the entirety of the Bible. It leaves out key elements, anything that they would deem controversial. And they've turned uh, the church into big business and the marketing campaigns, literally what Jesus flipped the tables for. Don't do it. Ask yourself, if you're sitting in one of these churches, ask yourself, am I in a church that's doing this? You, you may be a remnant person. What, what do you mean remnant, Todd? Well, I mean, you may be a real Christian. You may be part of the body of Christ. You may be part of the ecclesia. If you're listening to this, you probably are. And you're wondering yourself, why haven't I felt fully comfortable in this service? This pastor doesn't talk about these things. Why isn't he talking about these things? Well, a lot of times it's because they are afraid of their money and the tithes. And, and, and you know, they're afraid of uh, saying anything controversial because they're afraid people are going to leave. Well, isn't that, isn't that what the Bible says about preachers that are itching ears? Sure. See, I, I fear the Lord. I got to stand before the Lord one day. And so to me, that's my, my thing is that I have a healthy fear of the Lord. I don't want to be out here saying something that's not going to set somebody up for success as a, as a pastor who's held to a higher standard. I, I fear the Lord every day. My wife, you know, walked in on me last night. I was on my face praying and, you know, I got caught <laughs> in my room, in my prayer room. She just smiled, but it's like, I have to be on my face every day praying, asking the Lord for protection. Please pray for us. Um, this track, this first track doesn't really read or know the Bible that well, mm. but instead mostly relies on what others say about it. This is the problem. If you go to one of these seeker-friendly Greasy Grace churches and you hear one or two scriptures on a Sunday, that may be all the Bible you're hearing for the week. A lot of people it is. Well, that can't be. The Bible is a lamp unto our feet. It is our sustenance. It's our daily bread. We've got to be in the word, studying the word, know the word, because faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. And so, uh, you know, you can't rely on somebody else to hear from God for you. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. We've got to hear from God. Many have bought into the lie that mentioning and confronting sin is hateful. And believe that we're meant to just be nice and accepting like that he gets us commercial. We're just nice. Just, just like us. We're Christians. Just like us, please. We want you to like us. Here, we'll wash your feet. And you don't have to do anything. We'll just wash your feet. Well, that's nice. You're such a nice Christian. I like your kind of Christian. Well, sure. Because you're not calling out sin. They can just keep doing what they're doing. I'm so thankful that, that somebody told me I was in sin. They confronted me. And it was uncomfortable, but you know what? It set me up for success. That's why I'm here today. So it's not hateful. It's actually the greatest love you'll ever get. Now, you don't do it in a mean-spirited way. You don't beat somebody over the head with the Bible, but you tell them the truth. You do it in love. And so, um, you know, uh, we're supposed to be accepting and hope that sinners will like us enough to possibly explore Christianity. And most of these folks would be offended by an old Billy Graham crusade, an altar call for repentance. They would say, what is that hateful stuff he's talking about? You got to repent? No, we don't. God loves us just how we are. No, he loves us. He loves us so much. He gave his only begotten son, who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. But if you love me, says the Lord, you'll obey my commands. You got to repent. And by the end of the show today, we'll, we'll list out several scriptures that, that lay this out very clearly. Uh, they also buy into the separation of church and state narrative. And for the most part, agree that pastors, church leaders, anybody, any Christian should stay out of politics and mind their own business. 
and they would they would now consider that Christian nationalism. Is it really Christian nationalism if you love your country and, and you don't want to see your kid having some uh, really perverse man who's dressed as a woman dancing in front of them at a young age, very sexually provocatively? Is that, is that Christian nationalism or is that the fact that you care about your kid and you're really concerned about the direction of, of the moral abyss that this country has jumped off of, into? I mean, seriously, how, how, how is that? What is Christian nationalism? It's a social construct. It's, it's a weaponized term, just like, uh, you know, conspiracy theorist. It's a, it's a term that's been weaponized to try to get Christians and pastors and, and people of God and leadership to just stay out of everything because you don't want to be deemed a Christian nationalist, just like you don't want to be deemed a conspiracy theorist. You're weird. Look, I don't care what you think about me. Like, I care what God thinks about me. And this country, I'm telling you, you look at Russia today, and look, I know Russia's got its problems, and there's a bureaucracy there too, and you know, Putin isn't exactly the greatest guy, but that country's clean. The people are much more respectful. I mean, Tucker Carlson, I don't know if you saw any of his reporting from there. He went into the grocery store and the McDonald's and just kind of walked around the subway, different places, and he's like, wow, this place, there's no homeless issue. There's no, you know, the, there's no graffiti barely. I mean, there's like nothing. It's like a clean society. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you invite God into a society and you, and you push out, you know, all the, all the corruption. That's, I mean, at least that's what they're trying to do. I'm not saying it's done. I mean, I know there's corruption there and there has been for many years, but see, the, the, what it, here's what it is. They live through the Iron Curtain. They live through communism. They don't want to go. That's the wrong direction for them. They're trying to go the other direction. Here in America, they're pushing us towards that. The socialism, communism stuff that they're pushing here, you know, and so we're going the wrong direction and they're going the right direction. Now, are they there? Is that a society that I'd say, oh, I want to live there? Not necessarily, but I'm just saying they're going in the, in the better direction. We're going in the worst direction. Does that make sense? Their leader is basically Russia first. You know, he's, he's, he's drilling and he's, he's making the country energy independent. And he's, he's bringing jobs and manufacturing and all the things that Trump tried to do. That's what a good leader does. You know, many people don't realize that they actually like Putin in Russia. They actually like him because he's up their quality of, li- of life. And, of course, you're not going to hear that in the Western media, but they, that's the truth. I have friends that live there. They say, yeah, you know, the people like Putin. Like, he has a high approval rating because over the last 10 years, the quality of life in Russia has greatly improved. So the separation of church and state, let me just address that. That was a letter of the Danbury Baptist from the uh, Jefferson camp saying that they were going to stay out of the church's business, not that the church needed to stay out of the government's business. So that is, a, is a, again, it's a social construct and a, a, pr- a propaganda message that has been pushed on us that we have to stay out of politics. Why? When our, when our founders were very much prayer, prayer warriors and people that quoted the Bible and didn't have any problem with that. So unfortunately, people bought, brought it, you know, bought into all this stuff and, and now they're thinking, you know, Christian nationalism, that that's their enemy. No, it's not. That's not the enemy, trust me. They've sought talented people with tremendous speaking abilities and charisma to lead large congregations and well-funded organizations into very motivational uh, discussions that avoid anything deemed controversial. Very important subject. We've got a lot more to discuss. Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconato Show. My name is Pastor Todd, and uh, our website is pastortodd.org. And I would highly encourage you, if, if you're able, download our app in your app store and on Roku TV. You can watch it right on your smart TV. You can watch it on the Amazon Prime, you know, your Amazon TV, whatever, wherever you get your, uh, your internet, 
Download it. Todd Coconut Ministries. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as Remnant News. And we are here talking about an article that I put up on my social media that I think is uh, something that uh, you might want to check out. Uh, my Facebook is at Real Todd Coconato or Todd Coconato Official. I got two. One's my personal, one's my public. But on there, uh, I talked about uh, two different tracks in the Christian world, two different tracks. It says the two different tracks of Christianity. And this is what we're talking about today. And it really, this is all encompassing, if you think about it, because this is, we're getting now to the heart of the issue. What is the heart of the issue? How can we turn around America? The only way America can be turned around is not by a politician, although, of course, we get involved politically. But, but the, the way that America is going to be turned around is we return back to our first love. We return to morals and values, to Christianity, biblical. We need biblical morality, biblical common sense. A nation that repents is going to see a move of God. Now, is the whole nation going to repent? No, probably not. But I believe that if the church, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Why are you talking about this today, Todd? This is, this is putting a lot of people on blast. This is, this is a, you're pulling off, a, you're ripping off a Band-Aid and it's uncomfortable. Yes, it is. But why is the Lord having us talk about this? Well, I'm going to tell you why in this 14-minute segment. Because this is the core of the issue. If we can understand what's actually happening from a spiritual standpoint here, and we can course correct, this is going to change the country. And so the Lord is going to do something special and powerful if we turn back to him, if my people. And so we have to talk about the elephant in the room. They have sought talented people with tremendous speaking abilities, but they lack the anointing. They have charisma, they, they lead large congregations, they're well-funded organizations, motivational discussions, and they avoid anything deemed controversial. They don't confront sin. And this is what I refer to as the wide gate teaching. And this group also operates as business as usual in 2024 with little to no urgency as to what's happening here in America and globally. Many of these folks see no issue in acting like and looking like the world. They go to church but are not on fire for God. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. That's what the scripture says. They don't walk in the anointing, the conviction, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. They don't fear God. They don't fear God. We've got to fear the Lord, not, not in, a, in a bad way, in a good way. A reverence is what I mean, an honor, holy. Lord, I want to please you. Even though the sin may feel good, I don't want to, I don't want to displease you. And so I'm willing to sacrifice this thing, even though it feels good to me and my flesh lusts for it. But God, I want to please you. I want to be in your favor. I want your favor and your anointing on my life. And therefore, I'm willing to make the very difficult change and die to my flesh. And I'm not going to be conformed to the things of this world. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Let's talk about track two, track two. Well, the second track is much different. They're not afraid to live set apart, consecrated. They're not afraid to be Nazarites, set apart. Don't touch the unclean thing. What place does light have with darkness? This group hungers and thirsts for righteousness. 
They have an urgency in their spirit. And yes, that healthy fear of the Lord. They know the hour is late. Of course it is. All you got to do is look at the signs of the times. Scripture is literally coming to light before our eyes. They, they fervently pursue God's word and they seek to walk in purity and holiness and consecration. This is our desire. Lord, less of me and more of you. I want to decrease so that you can increase. They speak the truth boldly and are often hated, mocked, ridiculed by wide gators and those who are in the world who are against God. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people recently, uh, this whole thing with Hamas and Israel. And listen, Israel's got a deep state just like the United States does, okay? Is the Israel government uh, corruption-free? No, of course not. And, you know, I know this is an issue where a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings. But I've seen a lot of Christians aligning themselves with Hamas, and that's, that's also wrong. Okay, I mean, you got to understand, that's an antichrist spirit. If somebody is in the, that, that faith they are not uh, in alignment with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's a different God. So I understand people are angry because there's a deep state there in Israel, just like there's a deep state here in the United States. But just like in the United States, it doesn't mean we become anti-American and hate America. We just identify that there's corruption. Yes, of course there's corruption. But you don't, you don't go and then side with uh, China. You know, well, I'm pro-China now. No, why would you do that? China's not good. They, they're communist. You know, and, and if you went to China and you started talking about biblical Christianity, you'd be persecuted. So, so why would you want to align yourself with China? Of course not. Well, it's the same thing with Hamas. I mean, you know, the people that are, I, I see some of these people even in the, in the MAGA movement, and they've been duped by some of these Christian commentaries that obviously aren't spirit-led. Because if you're spirit-led, you understand, of course there's corruption. Yes, there's a deep state. Am I, am I pro-war? Do I want a World War III scenario? No. I know the deep state's trying to get us into war. I know that the military-industrial complex is trying to do that. So we understand what's going on, but we also don't turn on Israel because the Bible and the Abrahamic Accord is, is, you know, is, is still going. Those who bless will be blessed. Those who curse will be cursed. Look at it. Watch it. It happens every single time. That's why America's prospered so much because historically we've, we've been backers of Israel. Doesn't mean we're, we're apologists for their deep state and the military-industrial complex, but it means we understand the, the, you know, the Abrahamic covenant. And so you don't just become a, a lover of China all of a sudden because you don't like the deep state in America. You, you identify the deep state and you understand there's corruption, but you still stand for what's right, freedom, the Constitution, of course, the Word of God. It's the same thing with the Israel situation. You don't flip and, and become a pro-Hamas, but that's what some of these people are doing. They're looking at Hamas. Oh, they're so persecuted. No, these people, if you were there, they'd want to kill you. Don't you understand that? They'd want to kill you. you, you if, you're, if you're a Christian and you go there and, you, and you, these very people that you're defending would, would kill you. So understand this, okay? This is called discernment. We've got to understand discernment. All right, let me get back to this. I've been meaning to share this, and I know I'm talking about a lot of different things. But the Christians, the, the, the remnant, the track two, is what I refer to as the ecclesia, fervently pursue God's word and seek to walk in purity and holiness and consecration. They speak to the truth boldly and are often hated, mocked, and ridiculed by wide gators and those in the world who are against God, the antichrist spirit. That's why I brought up the Hamas thing. That's an antichrist spirit. And you never want to align with an antichrist spirit. You can't. 
You can't align with an antichrist spirit. You just can't. So we look, we're not perfect, but we live a lifestyle of repentance. We're like King David's, good repenters. They're grieved by much of what's going on. We're grieved by much of what's going on, as we see in the mainstream church and outside in culture. It's, it's, it's morally disgusting what they're doing with our kids, these curriculums, the, the things that they're pushing on us, all the woke stuff. It's demonic. They spend a lot of time in the secret place on their knees crying out for this nation, the younger generation, all that's going on in our world. Are you grieved about the things that you see in here? Well, if you are, you're probably a track two person, a remnant person. That's why we call this show the Remnant News, the Remnant News. It's because we're, we're talking about things that other shows don't talk about because if you're a, and it's not really, you know, I don't want to say it's like this small group of people. I mean, we're a large group of people, but there's, there's a lot more people that are wide gators, which the Bible said is going to be the case. So if, you, if, you're, if this is bearing witness in your spirit, that's a good thing because this is from the Bible. I'm not, this isn't Toddology. This is Godology. This is from the word of God. This whole, this, everything that we're talking about. We see the wickedness of this hour, very aware of the demonic agendas happening right in front of our face. We understand it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. We do all we can to sound the alarm like a voice in the wilderness. We know that only a move of God can change the current circumstances. We have a heart for soul winning and understand that repentance must be preached from the pulpits and everywhere for true transformation to occur. We've got to turn from the wickedness. No more wide gate. This is that aha moment for America and the Western church. I believe God has given us more time and we're at a critical moment of decision. What are we going to do? That's why I sound the alarm all the time. And people write me, many of you write me and you say, thank you, Pastor Todd. Yes, thank you, Pastor Todd. Yes, praise God though. It's not me. I don't want the pat on the back. I appreciate your thanks and that means a lot, your support, but we're all in this together. I just need, uh, you know, the resources to do what we're doing because I'm trying to answer a call, but it's not me. I'm not taking credit for this. This is an end time move of God. Listen, we watched what uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer went through and we don't want to see that happen in our country. We need more Christians to wake up. This isn't a one person thing. This is all of us collectively saying, hey, this has got to be stopped. We got to stop this. Amen. So uh, here's the thing. It's the anointing. How do you get the anointing? You got to spend time in the secret place. You got to be in the word of God. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. Filled with the spirit. Filled with the spirit. Filled. Filled. Somebody's listening to this right now. I pray you're filled with the spirit of God. You're on fire for God. Get on fire for God. If you're on fire for God, you got the anointing. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. Turn from the wickedness. You can do it right now. Everything that's in your past, once you repent, it goes in the sea of forgetfulness. It's done. Satan reminds you of your past. Remind him of his future. God will put a protective, I'm telling you, a protection around you. Thou, O Lord, art a shield around me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. We're on fire for God. God is our all. To know him and to make him known is the mission. To be about his business is our purpose. We yearn to come out from among this Babylon system and are willing to live set apart and pay the high price for doing so. 
We're grieved when we see the demonic woke agenda infiltrating the body of Christ. It never should have. We got to root this thing out of here. We got to get it out of here. We're voices in the wilderness and deal with much spiritual warfare because of the truth we stand for. We are narrow gators. But guess what? We are victorious. God is with us. He's our rod. He's our staff. He lays us beside the still water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which one are we going to be? Who do we identify with? Did you identify with the track oneers, Or do you identify with the track two? Because this is an important question we all got to ask ourselves right now. It's not meant to offend you. It's not meant to attack you. It's meant for all of us to look at our lives and make sure that we're living a life that truly honors and pleases God in this late hour. No more fence sitting. It's not about building a ministry. It's not about marketing ourselves, how many followers we have, how many likes we have. If people like us, this is to please the Lord and to be effective Christians. There's a term in the Greek, it's, it's, it's called ekbalo. Ekbalo, go out, cast out, and drive out. That's our mission. When, when God says to occupy until he comes, he wants us to go out, that means we don't just sit in our home and twiddle our thumbs and play video games. That's fine if you play some video games, but you got to be active. You got faith without works is dead. Go out, cast out, and drive out. Go, make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the Word of God. That's what we got to do. Listen, I got a very important end segment here. You're going to want to stick around talk about what God wants of us and how we take this country back for the kingdom of God. You're going to want to stay tuned. Last segment of the show coming up, pastortodd.org is the website, pastortodd.org. Download our new app, Todd Coconado Ministries. It's a little red R you'll see in the app store and on smart TVs. And we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, and we are going to get into the last segment of today's broadcast, which is going to kind of tie this all together, and I think it's important that we do this, tie it all together. Uh, clearly, there's two tracks, and so what is the, the method for us to be the track two people? What, how do we do it? How do we actually accomplish this? We, got, we, we talked about a lot of things, propaganda spiritual warfare, ridicule, mocking, all those things. So let, let's, let's look through a couple of things here, according to scripture, that's going to happen in the last days. Because we got to understand that's where we're at. We're in the last days, right? And so uh, here's, here's the, uh, the warning. Don't, don't be an itchy ear person. Okay, don't be an itchy ear person. Be a person that hungers and thirsts for righteousness. And be someone that really wants to turn from your sin and live as a new creation in Jesus Christ. You know, Romans 6, 4 says, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So we got to walk in the newness of life. We've got to be 
transformed by the renewing of our mind. We don't want to be a wide gator. We don't want to be a seeker-friendly, greasy grace person that only gets half of it. The he gets us commercial. Wash the feet, but then have no power. You got to have the power. You got to have the fire. You got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Otherwise, it's useless. Ephesians 5.8 says, For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in light. In the Lord, walk as children of light. Galatians 5.24, Galatians 5.24, it says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. 1 John 3, 9 through 10. 1 John 3, 9 through 10 says, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. Boom. Mic drop. There it is. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Well, that's a good scripture. 1 John 3, 9 through 10. What about 2 Corinthians 7, 1? 2 Corinthians 7, 1. It says, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of the body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Holiness to completion in the fear of God. 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16. 1 Peter 1, uh, 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Don't be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Hello? But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. 2 Timothy 2.19, 2 Timothy 2.19, it says, but God's firm foundation stands. God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Luke 9.23, Luke 9.23, and he says to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Yeah. Colossians 3.5, Colossians 3.5, it says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetedness, which is idolatry. James 1, 21 through 22. James 1, 21 through 22. It says, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not just hearers only deceiving yourselves. The Bible emphasizes the need for repentance from sin and living a transformed life in Christ. Before we go, right now, I'm going to give you 10 more scriptures that highlight this call to turn from sin and embrace a new way of life, of living as a new creation in Jesus Christ. The old has passed away. Behold, he says, I do a new thing. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Romans 12, 1 through 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. 
Do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. God is perfect. Jesus is perfect. His word is perfect. Acts 3.19, Acts 3.19, it says, Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Ezekiel 18.31-32, Ezekiel 18.31-32, it says, Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord. So turn and live not only here on this earth, but life everlasting. You will rule and reign for all eternity with Jesus Christ. Colossians 3, 9 through 10. Colossians 3, 9 through 10, it says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Galatians 2.20, Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Three more scriptures. Ephesians 4.22 through 24. Ephesians 4.22 through 24, it says, to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness and image of God in true righteousness and holiness. 1 Peter 2, 24, 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that one just set me on fire right there. You got, a, you got an infirmity in your body? I'm going to speak this over you right now. He who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness and by his wounds you shall be healed. Hallelujah. Receive that right now in Jesus' name. Romans 6, 11 through 12. Romans 6, 11 through 12. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Break that thing in the name of Jesus. Titus 2, 11 through 12, our last scripture of the day. Titus 2, 11 through 12, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to what? renounce ungodliness and worldly passions renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in the present age thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah friends we are not conformed to the things of this world. Our mind, we are the renewed mind, folks. I'm going to get into this more because I really feel like, you know, yesterday, I'm going to end it with this, the latter rain. Yesterday, God put this on my heart, the latter rain. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. This is what we're here for. This is our mission. Okay, the latter rain. We're, we're to come out from among the Babylon system. In the tapestry of biblical prophecy and Christian hope, the concept of latter rain stands as a powerful symbol 
a powerful symbol of God's outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon his people. And what's going to happen, and I only got a few more seconds here, is the anticipation of latter rain is rooted in biblical prophecy and unshakable promises of God. In Joel 2, 28 through 29 declares, and afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. God is getting ready, listen to this, to pour out his spirit in revival, in a great end time harvest of souls. And while the world is going crazy, we track tours are meant to be fired up, empowered by the Holy Spirit and watching what God is about to do in and through us by allowing the spirit of God to move and awaken those that are asleep and get people saved and set free and healed and delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus Christ transformed by the renewing of our mind in it but not of it occupy until he comes he's with us until the end of the age be a track tour don't be a track oneer. love you guys bless you we'll see you next week hey friends thank you so much for tuning in to today's very important broadcast if you enjoy these broadcasts, uh, please know that we need your support. Uh, we need to continue to be able to make these broadcasts. Of course, it costs money to produce and get these all out there, but I think it's very important. It's a, it's a timely word for the body of Christ and for those with ears to hear. And many people write us and they say, we appreciate what you're doing. And this is uh, something very humbling to me that God allows me to do this, but we do need your support in order to be able to do these things. So please go to pastortodd.org or toddcoconado.com slash give, where you can also download our new app. And uh, those are all ways that you can give and become a monthly, monthly partner to this ministry. Thank you so much. God bless you. We love you and we'll see you soon.